With the Premier League and the Champions League dominating the football landscape at times, it's easy to forget just how magical the FA Cup can be. But Sunday's clash between Newport County and Manchester United is a great reminder of the exciting scenarios this competition can still produce. A true David and Goliath showdown, a League Two side with nothing to lose, a Manchester United side with everything to lose. I'm Kevin Hatchard and this is Football Only Better. Delighted to once again have a top tipping team with me, starting with Mark O'Hare. Mark, United the 1.1 favourites to win this, but man alive, we've seen them produce some dross this season. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, you, your intros made me a little bit more interested in this game than I probably already, when I was maybe 10 minutes ago. Um, Good, thank you. Yeah, um, and yeah, I mean, that, that price on United is, is disgraceful. Um, clearly, it's, it's, it's close to being warranted because there is a... A huge gulf between the two teams, not just in terms of league position, but budgetary um, options. But um, yeah, I think ordinarily I probably would have looked at this and tried to find a way to get Newport on side. But um, I think the way in which Man United did deal with Wigan in the third round suggests that they should have enough here to avoid embarrassment. Um, so I don't really want to get involved in anything sort of handicap based or something alternative around that, because I think Eric Ten Hag knows, um, as you have suggested there, that... Um, it's must not lose. And also there's there's silverware on the line. There's an opportunity here for United to win a trophy, uh, defend the trophy they won last season too. So they fielded pretty much a best 11 or a best available 11 at Wigan in the last round. And it did show they had 33 attempts, an XG of over four. Uh, they hit the work three times also. And I think working back from that, you have to assume they'll pick, pick another strong 11 here. Um, they've obviously got a number of key players coming back from injury. Whether they'll come straight back into the team or not, I, I don't know. But um, I do expect a strong 11 from United. Now, a few years back, I probably would have been looking at this for ways to keep the underdogs on side with Newport, you know, traditionally having a, a terrible pitch or a terrible playing surface at Rodney Parade. But in the last couple of years, they installed a, a hybrid surface um, oh, at boo. their ground. Keep the bad pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's had it's paid dividends really for Newport because the last two seasons, their groundsman has won groundsman of the year. Um, so the surface could actually suit Man United here because uh, I'm not expecting it to be too damp and sloppy as it has been in, in previous campaigns. So, um, yeah, I think in, in terms of sort of lopsided betting heats like this, I do try to find something a bit more interesting or a bigger price really to cheer on for, for some interest, really. So it took me towards the cards markets, um, not available on Betfair yet. So I'm kind of guesstimating here, but um, I was looking at kind of laddering the, the unders um, on the cards. So you could back zero cards probably around the 10 to 1 mark or under one and a half goals, around four to one, um, or even back both teams to have under 1.5 cards, probably around five to two-ish. Um, they're kind of guesstimated prices based on where the market is elsewhere. But um, there are zero cards in the Wigan against the United game in the last round. So I think it's got an outside chance again here. Cards do naturally decrease in cup competitions because probably the main reason being um, there are quite a few blowouts or, or teams from different divisions. So plus teams prioritizing league games, not taking the same sort of intensity into these kind of fixtures. Um, but um, yeah, if you look at the third round, there were only three matches that had zero cards, but interestingly, all three involved teams from different divisions, including that United match. A further three games produced a maximum of one card, 
uh, and 11 of 32 matches featured under 2.5 cards. Now, David Coote is the referee here. Um, he's given zero or one cards, so effectively under one and a half cards, in eight of 28 FA Cup matches, including three of his last nine. But more importantly, I looked at the matches involving teams from different divisions in recent years. He gave one card in Arsenal-Oxford last term, three in Liverpool versus Shrewsbury the year before, one in Chelsea-Luton in 2021, one in Rochdale versus Newcastle the year before, two in Man City-Rotherham the year before, and one in Spurs versus Wimbledon in 2018. So, yeah, that's the kind of way I'm looking to play this game at the minute for a bit of interest. Basically, ladder unders in the cards from anything under two and a half cards and below, assuming United kind of show their might really and play to how the odds suggested to play. Uh, it should be a relatively low card count. This is all very disappointing. Where's the FA Cup violence <laughs> that I remember as a child? The EFL expert George Ellick is with us this weekend on loan from the Not The Top 20 podcast, which is brilliant, by the way. So make sure you check that out. George, give us an idea of what this means to Newport, because, you know, this really is their moment in the sun, win, lose or draw. It's an enormous boost for the club, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. And it comes at quite an interesting time for the club as well, because Hugh Jenkins, who was formerly owner of Swansea City, his takeover has just gone through in the last 24 hours or so, um, which for Newport County, previously a fan-owned club, um, who are proud and did incredibly well to get where they have done with fan ownership, this should bring in a new era where they're able, you know, they, they won't have to punch above their weight in order to stay in League Two. Um, it, it's an interesting one as well, this game, because even though they're in mid-table in League Two, their home form this season has been very strong. They've only lost two games at home over the whole campaign. And when you consider the teams that they've played and beaten, the top two in, in League Two currently are, are Stockport and Wrexham, who, to my mind, quality-wise, would, would be finishing the very... Know, at least in mid-table in League One, and they've beaten them both. They ended Stockport's winning run that was set to be a, a record in the EFL for, for Games 1. So they're a team who have proven this season that they're up for a challenge. They're a team who seem to thrive at playing at home, who have performed well against the better teams in the league. This is obviously a completely different test in itself. Um, but in terms of what Mark said about United's price, I, I do think they are very, very short, and I wouldn't put you off. I, I mean, they're 33-1, to 1, um, with the sports book to, to win the game. But I think on the exchange come kickoff, you'll probably get much bigger than that. And if you did want an interest, there, there are probably worse ways to play this one than hope that um, Newport come out and with the, the atmosphere of the, the club produce one of the biggest FA Cup shocks of all time. Yeah, it'd be intriguing to see. I mean, that would be if we thought there was chaos around Manchester United before. Just <laughs> imagine. imagine. <laughs> Just imagine if they go out of the FA Cup to Newport. Uh, elsewhere, this is a cracker. I'm really excited about this, actually. Black Country rivals West Brom, West Brom and Wolves do battle at the Hawthorns. Used to cover this patch a lot. And this is a game <laughs> that they mean this. They, they really do. Uh, George, what shape are West Brom in? We talk about Wolves a fair bit on the pod. They've had a decent run. thought they played quite well at Brighton on Monday. Wasn't the best game, but I thought they were really well organised. Threat on the counter. But what shape are West Brom in? Really good shape. I mean, they, they do come into this having been beaten 2-0 by Norwich last time out away from home, which was a poor result. But generally, under Carlos Corbrand, they're a side who look set to finish in the, in the top six and have a playoff uh, campaign. Things off the pitch, not great. Uh, still, you know, awaiting news of a takeover, which they really need um, because there have been massive issues in terms of, of the current ownership and That's their ability to finance ages, the club. It? it has, and it's getting... It doesn't feel like it because, you know, the, the noise coming out of the club and around the club is that a takeover is imminent. But if that takeover doesn't go through, 
there are serious existential issues at, at West Brom at the moment. So fingers crossed that happens soon. But on the pitch, you wouldn't know. And that is testament to the job that Carlos Corberan is able to do. He's an unbelievable manager for the level. I think quite often now, it's the um, the innovators, those who like to play football in, a, in an expansive style who get the credit. But Corberan is a bit of a throwback. You know, he, he sometimes gets chucked into the Bielsa conversation because they work together at Leeds. I couldn't think of a manager less similar in terms of playing style than the Marcelo Bielsa. They're so comfortable out of possession. They're so good at defending leads. They're able, you know, they, they have a mixed style where then it's not always a low block. Sometimes in games, I look to take it to the opposition. They did so to great effect against Ipswich when beating them 2-0 a couple of weeks ago. Even when they were ahead, they carried on pressing Ipswich and trying to, trying to retain the ball. I've been so impressed by them. And this is a massive game for both sets of fans. You know, as we alluded to, these two teams do not like each other. There is often a saying that... Um, you know, if a game kicks off at 7.45, then it's not a real derby. What happens if a game kicks off at 11.45, which we're seeing here? Um, not not <laughs> giving fans reason. of either side. <laughs> not giving fans of either side much time to go to the pub beforehand. So, yes. um, but I, I think, you know, it, it's impossible not to be impressed by what Gary O'Neill is doing at Wolves. And I have absolute respect for him. But I think when you're getting 7-4 or 2.85 as it is at the moment on the Asian Handicap about a Carlos Corbran side at home, draw no bet, you've got to take it because you can go into the game absolutely confident they're going to limit their their opponents to, to very few opportunities whatsoever. And if they do that, it becomes a game of, of zeros and ones. Uh, and in that sense, the draw becomes a massive part. And if and if Baggies are able to nick it, you're still getting seven to four about, about the win part. So, And also, I always think with Derby games, especially um, ones where they weren't necessarily anticipating they're going to play against each other, that there won't be, well, there likely won't be a, a second one of these uh, yeah. anytime this season it gets very, very scrappy as well, which again brings the goal line down. So I'd look at unders as well, but um, but yeah, I think Baggy's draw no bet looks the way to play this to me. There may be a bit more violence in this one than in the game uh, between <laughs> Newport and Manchester United. Mark, just a quick one on Wolves generally, not this, not even this game necessarily, but Gary O'Neill's gone in there and he was parachuted in a really short notice because Julian Lopetegui walked out. And what struck me on Monday, and it struck me in general actually just watching them, is how quickly he's been able to get the shape, how comfortable they look in that shape. It's not an amazing squad, but they do have some quality up top. And they just look a much better team at the moment than they have done in, in the last couple of seasons, maybe. Yeah, they, they really do. They're up to 11th in the Premier League now, which is beyond their wildest dreams, really. When Lopetegui left on the eve of the campaign, and as you say, the squad the squad's fine. It's not... It's not standout, but it's it's no better than the majority of the teams down there in the bottom half. There are a few star players for for Wolves, but also a lot of sort of middling sort of quality players too. But the way in which he's kind of garnered them together and, and got a a winning formula together, and I think most most impressively for me is it kind of found a role for Mateus Cunha, and who is now playing with confidence and freedom to express himself. But he's also contributing he's such outside diva, of possession. Though. He is, Monday he is. And at I Brighton, think... man alive. He was, <laughs> he was I love him. The ref, he was screaming that he'd been hit in the face. I I do like him, actually, but the Neymar tribute act has got to stop. It's got to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you if you ignore the noise and the nonsense, I, I do think he's, he's contributed massively to their campaign. And I think they should be very proud of themselves. I think they're well beyond now the bottom six scrap this season. I think they shouldn't really be drawn into trouble. So they'll be taking this match at uh, West Brom very, very seriously. It's the first Black Country derby for, for four years. So you expect Wolves to, to go there to the Hawthorns and, and play a strong 11 for, for obvious reasons, really. And I think price-wise, they're around evens to win away at Sheffield United. So to see them... Um, 
you know, a, a kind of odds on to win at West Brom. I don't think there's a huge amount of difference between the baggies in a, such a kind of high intensity home match against Wolves than there is compared to, to where Sheffield United were. I think the, the difference between the two sides right now is is probably quite marginal. So I would agree with, with, with George really that this is an opportunity for, for West Brom to, to down Wolves, who perhaps might be uh, looking elsewhere. I don't know. But um, the, the price actually on this match that, that stood out to me, it's again not available on Betfair right now, but judging where the market is at, is a red card around three to one um, for obvious reasons, really. Um, <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, might not be any violence at Newport, but it might be at uh, at the Albion. So, uh, but I was just staggered, absolutely staggered to discover that um, none of the last 13 meetings between Wolves and West Brom have featured five or more cards, and none of the last 17 meetings have featured a red card. So, perhaps what uh, a disgrace. What's going on? Yeah, so call <laughs> yourself a derby. Yeah, call yourself a derby, sort it out. Um, yeah, Thomas Bramwell's the referee, who's traditionally quite a low-carding ref, but he's informed for giving cards. He's given five or more in six of his last nine. So, yeah, I think if you can get over four and a half cards and or the red card at three to one-ish, um, yeah, something fun to cheer on. Lovely stuff. You can get ready for Cheltenham this weekend by checking out all the offers and additional places. You can also stay at the top of your game by using Betfair's safer gambling tools, which are easy to find and use. You can set deposit and loss limits, use a simple profit and loss tracker, set time checks for gaming. One in three Betfair customers already use safer gambling tools to manage their play. So if you haven't already, give them a try. And just finally, Mark, you want to talk about Burgos against Albacete. I do, yeah. In the Segunda in Spain on Sunday, um, I like Burgos here at a big price, um, close to two point seven to win this match, which looks really disrespectful based on what they've achieved so far and the way in which they've achieved those results. They are eleventh in the table, just three points off the playoffs, but they're hosting an Albacete side who are sixteenth, so not too much difference in terms of league position. But they are eight points shy of Burgos. And Albacete are only two points above the drop zone. Now, Burgos have got the best home record in Segunda, which is quite surprising considering their mid-table. They're unbeaten in 14 home fixtures. They've won 11 of those. They've kept seven clean sheets in those uh, matches. They've actually beaten five of the top 10 at home already. So they've had it tough and they've been still getting results. Now, expected points rankings are also pretty strong. They're in the top five. Their XG process is also second best at home in Segunda this season. And they're allowing just two shots on target per game on average in front of the home supporters. So defensively, very, very strong, very effective, very efficient at picking up good results. Albacete have lost four of the last six. They've lost 11, seven of 11 away, which includes seven defeats in eight winless matches at teams outside of the bottom eight. They've also managed only four clean sheets all season. They concede two goals per game on average away from home. I've got them pretty much mid-table in terms of underlying metrics away from home, but there's still a big difference between what they're achieving and what Burgos are setting at home. So if the market rated these two teams around equal, Burgos would be around 2.25, 2.3. They're close to 2.7, uh, despite that outstanding home record and those very impressive underlying metrics too. So more than happy to have a, have a go at Burgos here at 2.7. I'd back it right down to about 2.4 in fairness. I think they deserve to be at least on equal footing in terms of what the market expects from these two teams. 
We've got a bit of wriggle room there. That's all we have time for on this edition of Football Only Better. Please do remember to gamble responsibly. Loads of great preview content on our website, betting.betfair.com. All of our shows are now on Betfair's YouTube channel for non-racing content. That's a fairly new channel uh, for non-racing content. So make sure you like and subscribe. We've got a midweek show coming up because there are lots of games in the Premier League next week. So keep an eye on that as well from George, from Mark and from me. It's goodbye for now.